last night was a night for the national championship between Clemson and Alabama. So I woke up this morning wondering, how can our listeners benefit from a football game and everything you're about to hear today comes from that one thought, and I even have amazing audio clips from the post-game conference because I'm calling today winning is for losers. <laughs> Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley along with Amy Smalley. She is back and better than ever for our show today. Um, we're going to be talking about, because I want us to be more relevant. I Yeah, because some of us are probably waking up today going, or maybe, I don't know, like, I mean, it was a kind of a big deal to me. I kind of watched it off and on, but it was a huge college, just for those that Gigantic. don't know, right? It was the biggest college national game. championship, national Nick game. Nick Saban. We got, we got Dabo Sweeney. Dabo. For, and that for, uh, name is just Clemson. amazing. I just yeah. want to say Dabo. 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 Oh. It just, it just, it's a very cool name that comes off your lips. I'm going to make He you... seems like he's Cajun or something. Oh, no. He's from Alabama. Oh. So he is he's, okay. pure South. But you have got to watch the post-game interview with him on the field. Yeah. I have never seen a coach so authentically thank God in my life. Aw, yeah. Mean, it was incredible. Well, He's like, I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> if you just even understood my story, you're like, God is awesome. I shouldn't be here. Aww. It's the only reason I'm here. It's really good. But before we get going too quickly, because you know we have a distraction of the day. Oh, okay. And this one I saw, this is just happening. This is current news. Okay. So, Amy... You know of Paris, France. Yes. And you're aware that they are kind of known for their food. They are? Yeah. Really? Just kidding. Oh, oh my God. You got me. Yeah. That was good. French cuisine. Yeah, Hello. French cuisine. And, yeah. Well, sadly, one of its creative, mo probably the most creative restaurant in, in Paris, uh, announced that they will be closing their doors only 15 months after opening. Ooh. And I'm just curious... Does that kind of make you sad? Like people are going to lose their jobs. There were the 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 owners of it. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. Brother and sister. Twins. Okay. That's precious. They're going to lose their investment. Oh. Does that kind of make you sad? Well, I mean, it always makes me sad when a business or something fails. So, yeah. I mean, I guess. That's totally yeah. what I heard in my head when I wrote this question down. Yeah. By the end of the show, I will reveal to you the restaurant. And why it was creative. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to be thrilled that a twin brother and sister have lost their company. I'm going to be glad that you they are. lost their company. Yes, you are. Okay. That, that, uh, so all right. That's your distraction for the day. So that's okay. You got to stay tuned for the entire show. All right. And, and before we get to the honoring news of the day, by the way, which I'm kind of excited because we started broadcasting late. On Facebook Live. <laughs> so those of you that are notes. yeah joining us, sorry, hello. Well, we have three people currently watching. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's not even telling me who they are. That's the really interesting oh. thing. And so, because yesterday, you know, I did our show with our daughter. Yes. And 
I had this really weird idea because, you know, every once in a while I get kind of impulsive and like, if you, if I get enough shares, like you and I got to yeah. plan our drive. Yeah, we got to plan our drive to go see uh, the real J-Lo. Yeah. George yeah. Lopez. George. No, that's the comedian. No, but it's I think John was, Lopez yeah. or something. He's that. Kid. He's the Walmart guy that that gave that yep. paid for the one hundred and ten dollars. One hundred and ten bucks to yeah, help a lady out. Yeah, we're going somewhere near In Dallas, Princeton. about four hours away, Princeton. Yeah. So I thought, what's another cool thing? Oh and no! What did you make promises for? Because well, I got to remember these things. I know. And so I said yesterday that I'm going to come up with something that you're going to want to watch. Yeah. And clearly that's not working because <laughs> now we're down to one viewer on Facebook Live. But oh no, we're back up to three. Uh, so four. Woo! So here's the deal. Welcome. If if this no if this Facebook <laughs> live video, oh, you're gonna be okay. I feel like you I feel like we're doing this too much and people no are gonna way. be like, okay. This is awesome fun. All right. So and you're not gonna have a consequence. Okay, good. So you're gonna good. be good. I don't, but I will because I'll have to remember. So that'll be my consequence no matter what. I know, but I told him this thing is humiliation for me. Okay. And if we get a hundred shares from yesterday. No, no, on this video. On this one. Okay. Yeah, today's video. Okay. If we can get a hundred shares within twenty four hours of. You know, this taping. Yes. I am going to go set up in a public area. I'm going to bring our lights. I'm going to make it look super official. I'm going to have somebody that has a really cool looking camera. And then I'll have our daughter, someone there to go on Facebook Live. Yes. And I will have to make it look like I'm somebody that's important. And I'm going to have to sing... Out loud, oh alone, terribly, but I need to make it look serious. Whatever okay. song that the people vote that I have to try to sing uh-huh. in a public area for 15 seconds, and we will live stream it. All right. Game on. So Let's it's, see it. But that's 100 shares Let's see in it. 24 hours of this 24 video. 24 hours? Man, I don't think they can do that. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one's even watching. <laughs> <CIA. So laughs> I don't think I'm at risk at all. So that's okay. what's going down. All right, got okay? it. Our honoring news of the day, you're going to cry, because Major League Prospect repays his parents for all their sacrifices over the year. 22 year this comes from Sky News or SunnySkies.com. 22-year-old Brady Allen Singer. Now, he, I'm glad he's a baseball player because he could have been a, a singer or, or uh, an assassin. Yeah, because they always have those three names. <laughs> Brady Allen Singer was the first round draft pick for the Kansas City Royals last year. His talent and hard work has gotten him four point two five million dollars. Yay! So here's Good for how cool. him. Aww. to thank his parents for all the sacrifices they've made. He wrote them a letter. And did you even watch what Reagan and I did yesterday? No, we literally talked about. Write a letter. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you. She was talking to me about it. Yeah, gratitude. Gratitude. Letters of gratitude. One a day. This young man wrote his parent wrote hand wrote his parents a letter. Yes, and he said that he wanted to return the favor. He said, and in the letter he wrote, "The money you both spent on traveling, gear, hotel, food, and all those Gatorades Gatorades. is much more than I could ever give you." And then it revealed, singer, the player. 
told his parent all of their loans and debt has been paid off. Aww. So, he so like went, their home loans, their, their home, car loans. Credit, oh, that's awesome. Car, whatever they had, he paid it all off. Oh, that's awesome. So now, and then he goes, now instead of trying to save money every weekend to replace the savings account you drain traveling <laughs> to see me play baseball, you can spend it on yourself. Yay. It didn't get you to cry at all. Uh, or or they can spend it on watching a bit at his pro games, which I'm pretty sure that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. They're gonna use it on plane tickets to go see him. Really wherever sweet, he is. Sweet looking Wherever family. he may go. That's awesome. All right, everybody, Yay. don't forget go to smalleyinstitute.com where you can transform your marriage in 31 days for $31. This is literally an impulse buy. So make it happen. I don't I don't wanna I'm not gonna beg. It's an amazing resource. And if you're listening, always leave a review. Put a, you know, subscribe. That helps the show get found. And then you can call us on our 24-hour-a-day hotline at 903-392-0975, where you can leave us a voicemail question that can get on the show every Friday we take your questions. So you can call that number as well. (sighs) Now for the show. Let's do it. Winning is for losers. So, all right. Did you, you said you watched some of the game? Yeah. Not a lot though. They got creamed. It was really su- surprising oh. that, that, that Alabama, who was like support number one and Nick Saban and Six this and this and this, but, but the really, greatest this college was, program this ever. was what their third time to meet. Third time okay, so, for Alabama and Clemson to right. meet in the in, in the playoffs. So so Alabama won the first time. Yeah. Clemson won the second time. Yeah. And then Alabama won the third, third time. Oh, so this was their fourth time to meet. Yeah, then. sorry. Okay, so then the, and then Alabama won the last time. So they go every other. So they're kind of like, okay. And there and, you go. And, and they are the only two teams to win the national championship over the last six years. Yeah, I know. It's just That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's very crazy. So I'm going to be full, you know, I really wanted to get on the show today and trash Alabama because I'm sick of, I, I've heard Nick Saban's a good guy. He comes across pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just sick of them winning. And, and not just winning, they kill everybody. Mm-hmm. So I was all in on Clemson. And Dabo Sweeney is my kind of coach. He's <laughs> relational. He's energetic. They actually showed clips. Dabo played receiver at Alabama. Oh, wow. And they showed clips during the game. And Dabo's hyper and he loves to high five. I love yeah. to high five. Yes. Yay. Yeah, you high fived me. Thank you. <laughs> so I was all in on Clemson. And I loved every second of that game. I love that they crushed them. I was I watched it with our son at like one in the morning, and I mean I'm like score fifty, <laughs> rub it in their noses. And so this morning when I was trying to think what should we do the show on, it occurred to me that there's actually probably a really good lesson from the post game conference mm-hmm. of Alabama. Yeah. I thought, let's not focus well, on Clemson and winners. Well, you should probably maybe even title this what we learned from football or what we or learned what we from learned the from national failure. championship. Yeah, well, but it's, yeah. Are you what changing? Alabama can change, what Alabama, you know, what Nick Saban taught me. <gasps> By losing. By losing. Ooh, catchphrase. So, actually, what Nick Saban taught me by losing. 
Dang, that's a way better title. Yeah. I've now officially changed the title of this show. <laughs> well, because then you know that it's about this game. Yeah. Right? And people like yeah. looking up Nick mm-hmm. Saban. Yeah. They're going to mm-hmm. find our little show. There you go. See? But here's what's I'm cool. I'm here for you. I watched on YouTube the post-game Alabama press conference. Yeah. Had Nick Saban, Tua, I, I practice this name, Tua Tagovailoa. Th- that's very good. Tua Tagovailoa. I the love quarterback, it. the quarterback who's never lost a game, yeah, in his career yet. Mm-hmm. This is the first loss, and another kid, Xavier something or other. And so I actually have audio clips because as I watched it and listened, I went, "Oh my heavens, that's the show!" And I think, you know, this is the worst defeat in Nick Saban's career Ooh. at Alabama. Ooh, he's never lost. Ow. By this many points. It's one of the worst defeats in college national championship or college, you know. Yikes. Ever. Yeah. There was, you know, it, USC beat yeah. OU by 30-something. Yeah. So this is like a fail of, because I want to get, we have to give people perspective. Okay. It was bad. This isn't just bad. like a hard he fought failed. loss. He, he got lost. crushed. Big and there's time. times where we feel that in our relationship. Absolutely. And it made me think relationships are easy when you're winning. So when your spouse or your kids or your parents, whoever it is, when they're being good and things are going smooth and life is going easy, it's fine. I, I just want to comment, though, on that. I don't even necessarily think that if things were going necessarily easy when, when Nick Saban, when they were winning. It's not so no, much that they were doing. Good. They were actually working really practicing hard, hard, practicing hard. Studying. They had their game day. They had their routine. They had they had everything that was going right. And sometimes, even when you're doing everything that you need to be doing, when your game is on, when you're in a good rhythm, when everything, you can still lose. You can still have a bad day. You can still have an off day. And so even when your relationship might be, you might think, wow, if I were to have judged our relationship, say, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would have said on a scale to one to ten, I would have said it's a nine. And then something happens, and now I feel like it's at a, a one. And what happens then? What happens with your relationship? Was it that it wasn't at a nine? Was it that, oh, well, things are so easy for the for that team? No, I'm going to push back and say, no, it wasn't easy. I would agree. Yeah. Because Just because well, they were winning doesn't mean it was easy. Yes, and I think my context of it's easy is more the emotional side of things. Like, it's easier when things are going well, it's easier to feel good. To be happier, to be more satisfied in a relationship. But the point is brilliant that if you want it to go good, you got to put in the work. So it takes work. It takes effort. And you can get rewarded for that. But there's also times where you're putting in the work, putting in the effort, and you still lose. So Because think about that. It's not like Alabama, like Nick Saban. It ain't like they were like, you know what? They weren't unprepared. We're going to crush this team. No. They're not going to be able to do anything and blah, 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 blah. No, they didn't come into it too cocky. I I love that he preps all of his players to, oh, I mean, if you watch the conferences, I mean, watch them beforehand, they're always, they always say such and such is such a good team. They have such a da, 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 da. They talk about the other, you know, they talk about the other team, but you know, in the locker room, they're saying we're going to cream them and this is how we're going to do it. And they prepare to beat that team. Yeah. 
So, but they, but they have a, a logic and they have a game plan of how they're going to handle um, every different scenario. But sometimes the scenario of loss comes abruptly. Yeah. And surprisingly, nobody <laughs> thought Abrupt, they were going to yeah. get crushed. Abrupt. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. yeah. So here's the first lesson from the loss by yeah. Alabama. And this is Nick Saban. This is on ESPN. I'm trying to make sure I give all the credit where credit is due. But this is Nick Saban. And this is, frankly, this is how he started the post-game press interview. Well, obviously, we're all very, very disappointed. But I'd like to say that I'm very, very proud of what our team was able to accomplish this year uh, to win 14 games, um, win the SEC, you know, win the Orange Bowl, have an opportunity to play for the national championship. I'm going to say, if you're if you're in a season of losing in, in whatever relationship you might be in, focus on the positives. I was so impressed on how he started that press conference by going, I'm proud of our team. Mm-hmm. And he talked about their accomplishments. He talked about, hey, we won the first Four- round at, at the yeah. Orange Bowl. We beat... Uh, whoever they beat. Who'd they beat? Oklahoma. No. Well, I know yeah, they, they eventually beat Oklahoma. beat Oklahoma to get into the national team. No, that was. There was there's, yeah. there's two rounds. Yeah. That was the first that round. That was the first round. So yeah. we won the Orange Bowl by beating Oklahoma. We won 14 games. We had an incredible season. Like, he, it, I just thought it was interesting that he would start the worst defeat of his career interview by talking on all the positives that his boys did throughout the year. I think starting with the positives in that situation, in a way he knew how disappointed he was and he knew how disappointed his players were. And so when he talks about that and he's saying that as a press conference, there's a part of it that he's talking actually to his guys. Once again, he's talking to them and he's saying, look, I want to let you know, I acknowledge who you really are. And I acknowledge the, 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 the accomplishments that you have. I've said, when we choose to have a positive belief about our spouse, when we choose to have a positive belief and we speak it, when we know that they're down, when we know that we've just had to defeat, when we say things like, this is who I know you to be. That is what he when he was saying that press conference. He, I believe that was more for his players than it were for it was for any of us. Well, I mean, he for wanted sure to, it was. And so being able to acknowledge that because what are you the most afraid of after you have a loss? You're the most afraid of that the person that you want to respect you, to honor you. You're doing it. You're doing it for yourself, but you're also doing it because you feel like I don't want to. I, I let coach down. Yeah. I let I let him down. And a lot of times we do that. We feel like we've let our relationship down. We've let God down. We've let we've let somebody down because we've had a loss. And when we were able to say, God wants to give us this Nick Saban piece back. I know where you've come from. I know the wins that you have. I know where I know the plans I have for you. Plans are for your success. I know you've got this this failure, but guess what? My plans are for you to succeed. And he's got next year. Tua, yeah. his quarterback, was the Heisman Trophy runner-up. Really? Like, the kid is extraordinary. And I actually watched his face during the game. Even after an interception, he had a smile. Yeah. That impressed me. Even in the midst, Tua, now, and he was clearly very sad at the post-game thing, but 
even during the game, he was working on keeping his attitude up, keeping positive. And that's another lesson that we can get from like a 20-year-old kid. Yeah. Where he didn't allow the failure. Like they worked hard. They played hard. They went for it the entire time. And it didn't work out. And so Nick, you're right. Nick is going, hey, we also have the future. We're going to be okay. Let's mm -hmm. not focus in on this. Now, here's Tua. And I love I love this soundbite again, post-game conference and uh, on ESPN. No, I don't think it was anything that they were doing that that stopped us. That was totally a bad, bad decision. It was a poor decision on my part. You know, I just think we came out and... You know, we, we were killing ourselves. Um, we shot ourselves in the foot, you know, by me throwing that interception for a touchdown and and then, you know, not finishing drives the way we wanted to. What I loved about Tua mm -hmm. is that he just took responsibility. He went, because basically the reporter said, um, you know, what what was it? Was it the defense? Was it the mm -hmm. scheme? Did they trick you? Were mm -hmm. you confused? And he looked at the guy and went, no, nah, man, it was none of that stuff. I made a bad throw. Mm -hmm. I made poor choices. It, it, you know, not being the victim. He took responsibility for his for his actions and for his play. And that's how he's going to continue improving. And don't you feel like mm -hmm. when you watch kids play or or professionals even, you want to know how do they how do they react when they lose? How do they react when they win? Because that's the people. It's like, you know, the Patriots have won eight gajillion. NFL championships and those guys when they win one it's over yeah like there's no winning hangover yeah they're like Monday now we gotta exactly get prepared I like that uh he basically when someone was telling him what was the problem someone was telling him they're like is this it I it's it they got yeah. in your head is this it is this it is this it and he had enough self-awareness enough um enough grounding, enough centering to be able to say, no, that wasn't it. Yeah. You're not going to tell me what, wh what went wrong. I'm going to tell you what went wrong. And he took responsibility, but he didn't accept someone else's judgment. He did not accept someone, what someone else's idea yeah. was. He had his, he had his own centering and grounding. And I think that a lot of times we as Christians and we as couples, sometimes we will, um, accept an outside reporter watching our game and That's telling right. us exactly what went wrong. This is what it is. This is what you need to do. Instead of, instead of looking within, instead of looking within and praying about it and thinking about it and being able to, to was able to say, you know, was it that I didn't prepare? Was it that they confused me? Was it this? Was it that? We need to have the personal, um, the personal strength sometimes to push back. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Now, if he pushed well, he didn't back, push back as in, no, I didn't, and no, I didn't make a mistake. Or he no, actually I, did whatever. say, he said, I made bad choices. Yeah, he actually did say. Well, when you say, well, I don't think it was that. He did push back. Yeah. That was him pushing back, saying, you well, know, I meant like he didn't push back in denial. No, he didn't push back into now, but he said, no, it wasn't this. This is actually what it was. Yeah. And he actually said no, and he took responsibility, but he didn't say, it wasn't because I was confused. It's because I made a bad throw. It wasn't because, and and the reason why he could say, I didn't, I, it was a bad throw, you know, and not make an excuse for, excuse for that I was confused is he knows, he knows how to make good throws. Oh, he he's knows, been doing it all year. He's a pretty confident guy, and so Incredible he knows- athlete. 
where where it is, what it is and what it isn't. That's, I think, when we talk about taking personal responsibility, we have to know ourselves enough. And when people push back and they push back in a wrong direction and they push back and they try to make uh, accusations and assumptions about us, we need to be able to be centered enough to be able to know what part of those are things that we need to accept and what part of those do we need to uh, not accept and be able to seek God and and seek seek out what the truth actually is. So here is the final audio clip, and this is kind of near the end of the press conference. This is going to be Nick Saban again on ESPN, and I absolutely love it, what he says. Sometimes we learn more when things don't go well, um, when we lose. Um, you have to learn how to lose as well as how you win. Uh, and there's a lot of lessons for us to learn from the experience that we had in this game. Whether you're a senior who's leaving or whether you're a player who's coming back and you see that we have work to do. Wow. Sometimes we learn more when things don't go well. That was what Nick Saban said. And I was thinking, well, okay, I knew it was profound. And you go, well, what's the relationship lesson here? Sometimes we learn more when things don't go well. Mm -hmm. So we need to stop looking at our failures or our issues or the hurt or the things that have maybe been heaped upon us as ultimately bad things because they're not. It's an opportunity. That negative thing is an opportunity to be able to learn and to grow and to be refined and to get better and frankly get stronger. You, you usually don't, you're not going to get stronger just sitting doing nothing. So it forces action. It forces thought. It forces seeing somebody it forces doing something if if you do it well. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know if you had something for that one. No, I think that being able to understand that when you have a loss, that just means that there was something going on there. And so, okay, or... Or you had a bad day. Sometimes you need to be able to give yourself, give your relationship, give your, you know, give it a bad day and be able to say, okay, we need to give each other grace in that day and we need to forgive. And this is an opportunity for me to forgive myself, for me to forgive Michael, for us to, to walk in, uh, to walk in that forgiveness of each other. But, you know, I think that sometimes I love that in, in some ways by what Nick said, learning things, it was both profound to be able to say there's a profound lesson to be learned, but we're not going to overgeneralize it and say that we didn't have a good season. We're yeah. not going to overgeneralize it and say that, oh, it's just terrible and it was all for naught because that's what we sometimes what we want to do. Why in the world? And when the sky is falling and, and so it's, it's all bad. It's either all bad or it's all good. We won or we lost. Well, guess what? You can win even in the losing and the losing part of it is the part that he wanted to highlight today and that's what he did in the speeches. It was able to say, I wouldn't have been able to say this with a sincere heart, and you probably wouldn't have been able to, to really hear me, but guess what, guys? I love you. I appreciate you. You're accomplished, even in the middle of something that is very, very painful. Yeah, that's really good. The So you, you re-changed the title of this show. <laughs> what was it? What Nick Saban did. What taught Nick me Saban's loss taught me. Yeah, what yeah. Nick Saban's loss taught me. Okay. I had to, yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> we're going to have to type that out again. So we have reached that point of the distraction of the day. And I just want to say thanks to Alabama, thanks to Nick Saban, to Tua, to the, you know, all the kids on that team who didn't quit, that your loss is able to encourage our relationships. 
Now that's taking current events and applying that's it good. to relationships. Yes. Come on now. All right, we're at the distraction of the day. Do you remember? It's yeah, about something a Paris about I'm going to be glad that this restaurant's closing yeah. and these twins. They failed 15 months after opening their okay. doors. They failed and they will be closing. They failed. They but they did. failed. How can I be glad that they failed? <gasps> oh, dear. There you go. Because this is on. What is it? This is on uh, the local dot. Okay, I'm just. FR. No, you can't see anything. I know, but I'm just looking at it. The first Paris restaurant for nude diners oh. to close down. Oh, yeah. Nobody and what's needs... really creepy is the owners are twins. Yeah, a brother and sister. Wanna... That's, yeah, that's groupy. brother and sister. That's groupy. Open grossy. up a nude. Re... First of all, France. Uh, don't open up nude restaurants. Uh, you're, I mean, it's I... food. So something drops. Oh, it's going to drop on your skin. And private parts just, are touching oh, plates. Oh, oh, and the Gross. seat. Who, who wants to sit down in some seat that somebody. Oh, there's all kinds of nasty. Do you know the name yes, of the restaurant I'm was? I'm so glad. I'm so sorry, but I'm you. so glad that your restaurant failed. The restaurant was Please called Please put o some clothes on. Natural. Oh. <laughs> D it opened. Is what I want to say. I think in November uh, November yeah, 2017. That just was a bad concept but right there. But listen to this. It was hailed oh. as evidence of the rising popularity of nat naturism in France. Apparently, yeah. do you know why they're closing? Because they didn't health not violations. Only, no, health. Not, oh, that would be even better. Not health only did violations. they not have clothing, they did not have customers. <laughs> that's funny. Seriously, <laughs> that's why they're forty-two-year-old twins, Mike and Stephanie Sada. Because you need to be able to. It, it's a public place, and need, people need to be. Lots of people are part of the public. But they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make something yes. good out of this. Uh. So here's what uh, they said <laughs> at their closing press conference that they were naked at. Oh, Thank you for having participated in this adventure by coming to dine at Au Naturel. We will only remember the good times. Meeting beautiful people and customers, not so many, were delighted to share exceptional moments. restaurant. Really. Mm.